This episode of MBSing is sponsored by Emporium Arcade Bar. Emporium's three Chicagoland locations combine the best arcade games, craft beer, and live events. Check out emporiumchicago.com slash cpc for a free drink or game tokens. I'm your host, Mary Beth Smith. My guest today is my friend, Megan Sullivan, and she talks to me about her love of booking shows. If you don't know Megan or this community, um, she books or hosts and does booking for her, and as she gets into the perfect amount of detail on, does many other things for a show called Thunderdome at a venue called MCL or Music Comedy Live. Uh, Every Wednesday night, she bills it. Uh, on their Facebook page, which I would encourage you to go like, just if for nothing else than the sheer uh, hilarity that is the kind of brand that this page has cultivated and what Megan has done for it. Um, and she posts all the ROs um, for that night's show, and she gets into in our conversation um, how sometimes she just doesn't know what that running order is going to look like. Um, from that morning, but the show's going to happen regardless. Um, but on the Facebook page, she bills it as starting at 10, 10 p.m., and it's at 3110 North Sheffield. Uh, that's every Wednesday night. It's $3, and you get a free beer at Trader Todd's afterwards, which is basically like saving money and watching a show as well. That's crazy. That's crazy. Save some money. Watch a show. Um, take some booze to it, you know? Uh, anywho, I thought it was so interesting to get to talk to her about what it looked like to take that show on because she's not the one who originally started it. thought it was so interesting to hear the things that she's learned and thinks that she'll continue to learn from that experience. And I think this is a really interesting and important conversation for anyone within this community who's interested in doing something like what she does or getting booked in other shows like what she does. And really interesting for anyone from outside of it to kind of hear um, the machinations of, of what it, what it looks like to get put up and what it looks like to put together a show like, like she does, um, which is for all intents and purposes, just a variety show. Um, man, there's just some really wonderful stories in here. And she said some things that, uh, I'm going to be continuing to think about for the next couple weeks, but the biggest takeaway just being like, ask if if you want to be involved in something. Um, you know, you may look, weird and you may not actually get to do it but you never know unless you ask um and show up because that's important too it's that's you can't just ask and get booked and then not show um anyway but you're gonna hear way more on all that other stuff uh as you listen to this conversation um we talk about a show that i do some booking on that's thursday nights at 9 30 it's called the fish bowl at the annoyance theater Um, if you, honestly, if you want to be booked as a performer on that show, especially if you've done some stuff at the Annoyance Theater in the past, ask. If you're waiting for me to ask, stop waiting. Just ask. Um, and if you're a student, you can come and put your ID in and you might get a chance to play too. What a deal. Um, 
Anywho, I think that's all I really have to plug are the two shows that we talk about, the fact that we booked them. Hilarious. Um, but also, I would encourage everyone to check out the other shows in the Chicago podcast co-op. The Nerdalogs just had our monthly Your Stories event that just went up as a podcast um, Fan fiction was the theme for this month, so if that sounds like fun, I encourage you to check it out. If you want to listen to one of the other shows in the Chicago Podcast Co-op, I encourage you to check out Right Club. It's literature, blood sport, two opposing writers, two opposing ideas, each fighting for a deathless glory. Hosted by Polar Opposites, Ian Belknap, and Lindsay Moscato. If you listen to any of those other Chicago Podcast Co-op shows or this one, I encourage you to go on the internet and tell people that you did it or do it in real life. Just be like, hey, this is cool. You should listen to it. Or even if you see me and you listen to this, uh, you know, this is exactly how Megan got involved here. And we can get into that. This is basically six months in the making. Just say, hey, that was cool. I listened to it. I'd love to do something. Um, I strongly encourage that. It makes me feel good. It makes me feel wanted. Isn't that all we want? I think that's all. That's all I want. Just to feel wanted. Anyway, that got weird. This does put in the best ways. Enjoy. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you so much for joining me. Miss Megan Strick. <laughs> I'm oh, such a fucking asshole. <laughs> I did it, it too. I knew. I was afraid of it when I was like saving this vial. I was like, Don't I almost wrote Sullivan. Like, yeah. Sullivan. <laughs> and I was looking at your name. I'm such an asshole. I'm so sorry. No. It happens <laughs> seriously all the time. And I do not know why. They do not really sound the same. No. No. But it's like S-U-S-T what, for whatever reason. I, feel, I can't believe I did it. I'm actually probably, it's better that I did it right out of the gate because now I won't do it anymore. And I just, I feel like the other thing is I always call her Strickland. So it's like right yeah. at the front of my, and you guys have worked together before. She mm-hmm, just yeah. directed you in a show recently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Megan Sullivan is my guest. Megan Strickland has been a past guest uh, and is a friend to both of us i feel like that's how i met her was because our names would get confused that is so funny yeah. that's basically how i met um mary beth white was okay. we like met yeah. at a party <laughs> and tr- introduced ourselves to each other and we're like oh my god <laughs> i know who you are now <laughs> finally people still do that to both of us she'll every once in a while i don't know if it happens anymore i haven't seen her in a while but every once in a while for a while um Paul Jerowitz would mistakenly either text her or call her when he was trying to get in touch with me. No. Oh, <laughs> nothing. More Bye. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, come on, guys. Like, people have the same last name. Or all people the have the same first name yes. all the time. Maybe it, maybe as uh, uh, specific sufferers of it, we're aware of it. Yeah. But maybe there are plenty of other people who that happens to. Yeah. <laughs> I don't <For> know. Sure. <laughs> That's like... I was listening to um, broad, the Broad City Women on uh, WTF this oh, really? past Monday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really good. And uh, <laughs> at the beginning of the interview, one of them made a joke. Uh, I think it was Alana, where she was like, Abby, straight hair, Alana, 
um, curly hair because he was like <laughs> writing a note right at the top of their interview and he was like you're joking but that really is what I just wrote down <laughs> <laughs> and she they all laughed so hard because she she was like that's what all old dudes do to us <laughs> like, they look at us and they go Abby straight hair no Alana way. curly because that's like in their minds that's like how they differentiate them because they're like I don't know yeah. two young women like yeah dark hair both of them <laughs> With brunettes, I thought was so so funny. Like because it was so true, it's so universal, and that was the first thing that they said on the whole interview. Wow, that was dying. So this is of that quality. <laughs> That's what I was thinking, which I think is a um, a good transition here. Yeah, Megan's going to talk to me about her experience booking shows, booking comedy shows. Yeah, um, we'll probably just say you know booker booking i'll figure it out that's what that's up to me um but (laughs) what do you think was the origin of your interest in this um well i started doing improv like four years ago in january and i think like two or two and a half maybe years ago i started doing lights for a show called thunderdome that's at that was at studio b now it's mcl um and did that for a long time and then carmen the guy who started it moved Mm-hmm. And then someone else hosted it, Nate, and then I started hosting it. And so I really knew the show really well right. and what the show You'd was supposed to be about. The voice and the exactly. flow and everything. Yeah, and uh, I feel like there's similarities in across all three of us in our voices and in our structures. But um, when I started to try to book the show, um, I noticed that, like, it was just, booking shows are like is like hard to do. Yeah, um, <laughs> it is, yeah. and uh, I think like the shithole guys have it set up so nice where you have to contact them to get booked. Yeah, and it's like at, in Chicago, it's so nice that we're able to like you have access to so many freaking stages, and you should be performing all the time. And people say that, but it's kind of like scary to get involved and people are like how do i get involved mm-hmm. and it's kind of like you just have to ask or like show up yeah this community is ridiculously accessible unreal yeah like if you know the places where stuff is happening if you know anywhere to look or mm-hmm. anyone to ask it is extremely accessible there's so much it's like to a detriment on it like yes it's it's flooded with opportunities um so i think it's really interesting to talk to you briefly already um and to get into like what drives people to reach out to that well you know who are the kind of people that you look for as a booker yeah well i'm in school right now too and i'm finishing that up and i wish that i could be at shows every night once I started doing Thunderdome, which was this past June, and it's February now, um, I was like, dude, I want to be at shows, like, all the time, like, Aww. trying to make this the best show that I can make it. Yeah. Um, and that's Oh, just, hard. like, looking for people. Yes, yeah. I'm gotcha. like, I could, I could, like, easily make this a dang career just looking for people to do this show. Um, but... That's so noble, though. So many... I feel like there are plenty of people who are totally willing to excuse me, rest on their laurels and just kind of uh, not worry about... 
I guess it's interesting to use the shithole as an example because I feel like I don't want to claim that those guys are resting on their laurels at all because that's, that's bullshit. Not true. Yeah, that's not that. true at all. But I think what they did that they worked really hard at was like what you were talking about, cultivating a voice mm-hmm. and making it very clear what they were about mm-hmm. so that people knew, you know, that they wanted to be a part of it. Yes. Yeah. And they, um, yes yes you're right um but and then um people were also coming to me at the same time when i started this show like asking to be a part of it or asking to be in the mashup uh, the improv mashup group um and what i noticed was that it was almost exclusively men for a long time asking to be a part of this show and i was like how do i like that's like i feel like when i maybe first came to you to want to do this this was like eight yeah. months ago. it was a while ago yeah we've been in touch about it a lot <laughs> yeah. and you kind of it's funny um that uh something that kept you from wanting to speak on it was that you wanted to kind of take in other shows like you still wanted to make sure you were informed about what you were doing and not just getting closed off in your own experience which i think is really noble and i'm really glad that you reached back out and were like hey let's do this like i'm gonna stop putting it up yeah yes like (laughs) I, i feel like that there there's a continued like growth of like good women movement in the community right now in the past yeah. like month that there's yeah. been so much that's happened. Um, so I feel like, uh, for listeners who, uh, wouldn't know, I would love to, s- for you to speak on what the, th- what Thunderdome is and why you want people to be a part of it, you know, like, yeah, because I know what it is and a lot of other people in the community do. But I think there are plenty of people there's I've, you know, would certainly think that a lot of the listenership of this is within the community. Yeah. It gives it. And it's also an older show too, kind of. Yeah, that's true. Ice cream joint or like shithole, which does get which gets um, a lot of. um, Oh, my God. Publicity. Yes. Yes. I totally agree. Yeah. It's a little bit of an older show. Anyone listening, maybe uh, if they are part of the community, maybe a little more familiar with something like that. Whereas, like, I just found about I I did a show, Joe Friedman, in around Christmas time. And I, like, just found out about what ice cream about ice cream joint a a few weeks ago, probably. Yeah. It's like a new business takes like two years for it to work. (laughs) Yeah. And so that's just kind of how it goes. And that's how it is. And, um, um, dang it, I was gonna say something I forgot. I'm um, sorry. But Thunderdome oh, finding out about Oh, it's just like, like a variety show, things. but it's not just like Thunderdome that I want to like necessarily address with booking sure. and stuff. I just think that gives it a little bit of context yes, just so, so it's people a variety know like where show you're starting from. That has kind of like basketball in the background of it. it I like the like American Basketball Association seems like it's an inspiration for a lot of the aesthetic of it that's great but it's just a variety show that has sketch stand-up storytelling there's an improv mashup every week um and independent improv and i mean it really is truly always changing and i feel like it really is people want to bring to it yes absolutely um and a lot of times sketch or if you like there's like devin san clemente is actually doing this show tonight he does really good performance art um and you can really do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And, and I think people say that a lot. Um, but that is true. But it's um, also, I think that the houses and the performers there uh, know that that show specifically has a, like, very, like, 
it's kind of wild. Fuck all, whatever yeah. you want to do. Not just like every. This is a really safe space. It's, it's more not like that. A, that is correct. Do whatever I mean, the it is, fuck you want, and it can be like super brutal. And like I've thought that like some of the audience members are going to throw up on the stage before. And <laughs> really, I feel like that's sincerely. I feel like that's deterred a lot of people from wanting to perform there. <laughs> um, I think that's probably another reason that maybe women don't want to necessarily do uh, that show because of, that's really interesting. Because it's like more gross it's out, kinda, fuck all. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not like an audience that doesn't draw an audience that is there to be a good audience. It's there. It's an audience that's like a real audience that, yeah. like, if you were to be touring around the country, you might get that audience yeah. at, a, at a college. You get. A, I was gonna say you get a lot of like college age students, right? Yeah, not as much. Uh, not the as wild as it used to be. Uh-huh. I feel like a lot of them turn 21 and now go to the bars for gotcha. real because it's a BYOB venue. That's so funny. I knew that was part of the and reason get that people insanely came. insanely drunk, yes. And it, sometimes it was bad and sometimes it was great. Um, <laughs> so when you said people uh, have like almost thrown up on the stage before, was that from things that uh, happened in the show? No, or I a mean combination like of- so drunk <laughs> that like that I was like, we have to get these people out. Oh I my like God. I feel like that's yeah. such a big problem at that venue specifically. Yeah. Well, you know, and yeah, the, sh- the Thunderdome itself is, is doing something I might, we're looking to move it or have it travel or something like that. Who knows? But the point is, is it is a wild place. Maybe that's why people are deterred from asking to be a part of it. Uh-huh. But I've talked to people then like on the street that are like, Oh, I, I really want to do that show. And, then, you're and like, then I'm so like, don't send me a message for real. And, um, and maybe I'm like scary or something. I know that I've been afraid of people in sure. the past. Like when I was like in my first two years, uh-huh. you know, I was 20. I didn't have like any friends. I wasn't in school. Yeah. And um, so then I would just be wherever I I was and was hoping someone would reach out to me. Cause oh. I, you know, I mean, yeah. and um, uh, oh my gosh, I have so much I want to say on this. But I was hoping oh. that, you know, like, so, yeah. like and it, that's not. That is a little bit how it works. And sure. it's nice. And I would show up to I.O. all the time and see shows all the time. And finally, people would reach out to me. Because you knew it was a place where you could see and be yeah, seen to exactly. be totally frank. And I would go absolutely by myself. Did not think that was weird. Oh, I went to shows all the time by myself yeah. when I was like, just had just moved here and was going to classes. Yeah. Like, I just, like you said, I, I didn't really know anyone. Yeah. But I knew what shows were going up you know what i mean like yeah uh my place was more annoyance than io mm-hmm. and like that the same thing happened to me you know people started asking me to be involved in stuff because i was just around like it's pretty rare in my time here that i've reached out and been like hey can i do this mm-hmm. even i experienced that with the podcast like yeah. it's the same way i like i know there are probably people who are you know sitting on their hands going like man it'd be so cool to do that i wish mary beth would ask me and like there's only so many people that i ask a lot of the people that i book are people that reach out and ask me yes. <laughs> like and i don't mind at all yes there's so many people that i like want to be working with but i can only see like five faces a week yeah <laughs> so, seriously that's so true cause and, especially this far into like living here and exactly. doing shows you're and doing you're shows a, you're a freaking student yes. you know everybody has day jobs there's only so much that you can do to find time to like 
email people. Yeah, about and then you. when I'm like on break or like I'm in a period of unemployment, then I have all of this time and. I know that there are people that are unemployed and not yeah. doing anything right now. So yeah. it's like reach out and like yeah. say something. Yeah. Um, because if you're in my face, that was like the first thing I learned when I started booking for Thunderdome. It was that if you're in my face, it's like, okay, fine. I'm doing, I'm like so doing seven true. other things. Yes, you, you can do it. So and you really like might not be the most, t- like I, I also remember when I was young in improv doing like being like how the hell is this person on stage <laughs> i'm like this it hurts me to watch they wanna be it's because they want to show up and they show the heck up that's so and, true and um and it's just like they were in someone's face asking and asking and asking and i've noticed that 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 was men i'm like how am i i was like oh this is gonna be so great i'm gonna start booking thunderdome it won't be so masculine um i'll be able to get a lot more women on stage and the thing is, is the show happens every week, regardless of if I'm ready or not. And <laughs> it, That's it, a if very like, uh, SNL feeling. It you're absolutely like... is true. I have like the worst ADHD. I am uh, taking 20 hours this semester. Wow. I was in comedy studies last semester. It, the show oh, happens right. regardless of if I, if I'm ready. Yeah. So and you if have you've to been in my face, then, then that absolutely is it happens mm. i also feel like i have like a lot more the same male. thing happens to me because i yes. always it's also i also release on wednesdays which is when thunderdome mm-hmm. is so there's plenty of tuesday nights i mean i try really hard not to do it yeah but there have been tuesdays where in the morning i don't know who's gonna be on the show that i release mm-hmm. in 24 hours and yes. i'm just like okay. sending emails sending facebook messages sending texts like um, thinking like, who have I talked to about this recently? Mm-hmm. I know that feeling. Yes. It's, in, it's like someone did a review of, and that's I just one Pitchfork. person a week. I can't imagine yes. trying to get like, who knows, seven people a week. Yeah. Ten people I try week? to get like 15 people. Yikes. It's insane. And, um, yeah, I mean, I have all my different strategies and stuff, but Pitchfork just did it. It did a review of Kanye's new album and they were like, it kind of seemed like it was a uh, kind of last minute, like, but he's like a dad and like has to be in a reality <laughs> show and stuff. And it's like, okay, he doesn't have the amount of time and freedom that he did when he was 25 sure. to be putting into an album. We haven't really seen him be that dedicated to an album in a long time. This is a different podcast. But it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> this is interesting. I think this is an interesting analogy. They... You know, and so I just truly just do not, you know, be, everyone's doing like seven shows and you have to like maintain this weird balance of being at Second City, IO, Annoyance and whatever indie team you're doing so that you maintain neutrality, which I think is also kind of a, a woman issue. In is quotes. you think that women feel more like they need to be involved in more spaces? Yes. Like you have to be the everything. Mm-hmm. Like I think Amy Poehler talks about it in her book a bit about wanting to do everything all at once at Mm -hmm. the same time to maintain neutrality Mm -hmm. to not upset anybody Mm -hmm. and like i feel like um carmen or nate probably never got the complaint of like well i don't think that they're friends with me or they don't like me maybe they did but it wasn't maybe they did maybe they did yeah um but um i'm like just because it maybe it I oh, wasn't mean, friendly oh, to someone mean, like, like if, if I wasn't friendly to someone at a bar, that doesn't mean that you should not like, or if you, out. if anyone was like, uh, you come up to someone at a bar after a show and you say good show and they felt kind of cold to you. That doesn't mean that, um, they don't want to like be your friend or like that you shouldn't ask to be a part of their work or, yeah. or, or something to, uh, to that nature. Yeah. It's hard though. Because I mean, everyone's human and you don't want, yeah. but like everyone's human on both sides of that equation, you know? Yes, 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 yes. Because yes. the person that you're, uh, 
but you may you may be right that there is a like type personality type difference or gender difference there where it's like those guys could kind of act however they wanted and people would still want to reach out but i don't know i can't speak for their experience absolutely um um and i feel like there is a certain amount of like people have to get to know you this is true on like for a character on in a freaking improv set or um in life is that people have to get to know you a little bit before they understand what you mean when you're doing it this way yeah that's very true i remember talking to uh blair beacon which i think was an episode that you had listened to that Mm -hmm. like caused you to or that inspired you to reach out Mm -hmm. about it um not to like speak out of school but i remember yeah that's true being a part of it Mm -hmm. um um i remember her talking about that in the sense that like i can't remember if this was on mic or off but she said that sometimes she'll see performers and the way that they perform she's like i don't think i would like that person yes and then she like meets them and she actually doesn't (laughs) yes it it, like i can i've said this to someone else i was like i can like you for the way i like if i don't like your behavior off like if off stage i think the two things can be separate then i'm like okay i am going to watch you with a little bit of a filter now totally i think they can be separate and i think you can like what someone does without really meshing with their personality Mm -hmm. but and vice versa i think you can like someone as a person and then think that what they do as a performer is whack but yeah um but i think a lot of times one just feeds into the other one regardless of which one you know comes first yeah and i i'm thinking about something that might be a little bit too gender heavy and maybe okay. i'm putting it on there but I think it's interesting um, either way probably it's like like we don't typically think of i'm thinking specifically of one sketch group who i'm like dudes come on <laughs> and I but I don't think of them as like less of people uh-huh. or less humans uh-huh. because they only talk about sports and like football or uh-huh. something in in their work. Um, but it's I just have their it's just thing. who they are, and yeah. I'm like fine. Yeah, but they still get work and they still get shows and they and and things like that. That's I mean ugh, I don't know I'm probably putting too much onto it, but I'll see like all female sketch groups talk about very female things and i'm like well okay and okay so maybe that's me and maybe that you're well you think well okay in what sense like and they uh, also don't get get it work right and then everybody says well we get it you're women but not everybody says oh we get it like you're guys it's i i think that's a fair um observation i really do because i just kept asking myself the question like how do i still have a majority men in my shows Mm -hmm. how is this happening Mm -hmm. and and i think it's partially the thing of them being in my face Mm -hmm. and then once i started to share that sentiment with people i I felt like women would have come forward more i was gonna ask you if you but i still want to like reach like a bigger amount of people i love that I love that. And, I'm um, glad. I think that there's a group at Columbia right now of exceptionally, exceptionally strong female um, performers, but they're really great writers that are coming up. I'm so excited, and I hope they stay around Chicago. Cool. Yes. Um, What's the name of the group? It's not – well, there's a group called the Beef Girls who they are just starting to make work, but it's not just like a group. It's like – it's uh, like probably like 15 women who are between senior and sophomores right now. Cool. Like, oh my god like cool like a collective type it's not even thing. a collective they're not working together they should 
what they're, they're not it's just like individuals that i've seen that i'm like oh my god you guys are great oh so you're thinking of like there is a group but there's also a bunch of people that you just want to right. be a part of this community in yes. a way that they're not yet yes that they're coming and up you I'm have such a unique it. perspective on that because Super you know unique. what the community looks like from outside of it yeah and you know what it looks like from underneath like, right like i went through it. classes um i went through second city and io and I don't. I don't think I started annoyance yet, and then went back to college and did Columbia, like because Ann Liber was my director at in conservatory. Then went back to school. Who does the co- comedy, studies, comedy program. studies program? And so I got city. like looped into the first group that was graduating with a bachelor's degree in comedy, in comedy studies. studies. So I'm gotcha. In, like this so you super came unique, into it like, kind straddling. of like late. Yeah, kind of, kind of. Like, they just expanded it from the semester-long program that oh. a lot of people have done to a four-year program. Yeah, I did know about that. And it's still expanding. That. It's really yeah. exciting. But, um, yeah, so That's I feel really like I'm cool. in a super unique position in that way. I can't imagine because it's even weird. I mean, it was kind of weird for me to go into the I.O. program having already done the annoyance program yes, and like sure being be- on a few teams yes. or I was on a team at the playground and, uh, one group mine, which was, was like the first team that mm-hmm. I was ever on in the city. So I was on both of those teams before I started classes at IO at all. So mm-hmm. I feel like when I started weirdly, people were like side eyeing me about it. Like what's this, you know, like, wouldn't you already have done this and all this stuff? And it was like, whoa, okay, like, I just came here because yes. I hadn't done it yet. Like, why are people Who, being so weird? Okay, again, don't want to be overly gender about it, but, like, who was it, like, guys doing this to you? Do you think that if it was, if you were a male, that people would be side-eyeing you or, like, more admiring you, pseudo-worship? Not, uh, that's hmm. not the best word, but. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I'm trying to think. I feel like by the time, I feel like it was kind of different early on than it was by the time we got to 5Bs. Because I feel like yes. early on people were like, that's so cool. I can't believe you're already doing all this stuff. And I was just like, yo, it's like, you can do it too. Like, yeah. I didn't mm-hmm. feel like it was a big deal at all. It just felt like it was my path through it. But, if, you know, there were people who were still pretty wide-eyed about it. And uh, I feel very like. I'm tooting my own horn, but whatever. This was my no, experience. No, no. Yeah. Who um, uh, but there were people who were like, man, that's so cool. Like, how'd you get involved in annoyance and ask me stuff like that? And I thought that was cool. I'll gladly tell anybody stuff like that. But then by the time five B's rolled around, I feel like there were, and I, <laughs> I don't want to like put the people that I went through five B's with on blast, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> Because I'm still, like, friends with a lot of those people and, like, perform with yeah. some of those people at other theaters and stuff. But I definitely feel like there was a little bit of, um, like, natural clickiness that happened mm. where, like, I definitely spent the most time with the people who, or I tried to anyway, spend the most time with the people who, like, I had taken a few classes with and we all knew we were on the same page. It was the people that I hung out with outside of class and stuff, which I think is what that program should exist for. IO is great at that. Mm-hmm. It really is. Mm-hmm. And I think there was definitely a difference between people who it was like, they were like building their squad to borrow that, you know, word. <laughs> um, 
because it was just like they're going, oh, this is that was like one of the first places they'd ever done it, and um, they were like putting together independent teams and stuff like that, and that's so cool. And like, I just wasn't really mm-hmm. that wasn't as much a priority for me. I really, really liked the people that I met through it that I did enjoy hanging out with, but like, I didn't want to like I wasn't in a position. Like I said, I was already on a couple teams. Like I wasn't really right. in a position to try to do that. And I think people kind of like. I think there were people who resented that, that like not doing independent teams and or and stuff like that. that. Like I, they like wouldn't ask me to do stuff, or if they did, it was like with trepidation. Oh, I see, I see. Because they were like, uh, she probably <laughs> wouldn't be available. And they were probably right, but I, at the same okay. time, like they yes, you're probably right. Another thing that I was like nervous about was like I wanted to ask people who I thought were cool and doing cool work in the community when I first started doing Thunderdome, and I talked to Carmen about. Um, how to do that and stuff i'm like oh like they're busy like they're about to get a boat contract and he was like okay everyone is always busy but they're not on the boat yet like that's everyone is always busy that's good advice and it just was like ask 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 anybody seriously like if i could say like two things i don't know what the second one would be but right (laughs) now the first one is definitely ask ask Ask. oh ask and show up that's the other thing ask and show up Uh, i've noticed that like good note like guys and th- again, maybe this is just the Thunderdome thing, but no, that's not true. I feel like I'll see IO is completely different than old IO. Yeah, new IO is very different. Yes. Students do not hang out there. It is not a clubhouse anymore. No. So let's move past it and not reminisce. <laughs> but I've noticed, like at Shithole, I'll go and there'll be a few women there by themselves who end up usually being performers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I recently was there just to watch by myself. I didn't go with anybody, and there were guys there were there that showed up by themselves but i think that this that it's scary or something for women to show up alone and as i get older um you know now that i'm 24 i recognize oh i see like that there were some creepy things that happened to me when i was 20 21 22 yeah i didn't even recognize or know how to defend myself against Mm -hmm. socially not physically Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um that's that a good are happening uh, now. distinction. Yeah, yeah, that I like that not only I see are occurring now, but that I am hyper aware could occur now. So I'm like, I don't really want to go out Ugh. to be like maybe hit on by someone yeah. that I'm truly not interested in, but that I can't say no to too aggressively right. because I have to work with them later. Right. Jesus. It's like the weirdest office social politics ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because no one's getting paid, but you all still have to work together. (laughs) Yes. And and that's another reason why ask, because I think women don't usually have been raised to not necessarily pursue. They're the pursued, right? Okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. um, when you ask, it's like kind of scary. And truly the worst thing that could happen is is they say no. Dang it. I was going to say something else. I forgot. Um um, about women being pursuers and not pursuing, yeah. or but being that's pursued well, and being, not pursuing. Be, going uh, to shows alone, I I can see now is like maybe a little bit of a scary thing. But I so rarely see women show up alone, and they do have to have this squad mentality. Yeah, or something. I don't know. That's not true. I, that's not true. It's nice to have a group of women friends. It really is for sure. I I don't know. <sighs> I feel like the people that I've considered my friends the most in the city are people that I 
have either been on teams with in the past mm-hmm. or am currently on teams with. Mm-hmm. And I think I spoke briefly to Mike Gifford about that on last week's episode. I think it's just a hard line because it's just the people that you spend a lot of time around. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We talked about that already. Everyone's so busy that like most of the time that you spend with people is because you're working with them. Mm-hmm. So it's just like hard, you know, if, if you want to go to a show or something, it's hard to like ask all these people that you already right, perform you with and stuff. Yes. And then once you start performing more, then it's kind of like you're performing and you have to just make a decision. Do I want to spend my night at home writing my night with my like significant other or my, with my damn self? Or do I want to see a show? It and then it's like, how do you choose what show you want to that see? That is like every day. When the whole city is about process <laughs> and there really isn't necessarily, I mean, it, there sometimes is like a go-to show each night of the week. Yeah. Um, but sure. But it's like you said, that, um, environment is still changing. Like there are new shows, there are shows that, you know, there are entire theaters that whose vibes have changed. I mean, even the annoyance vibe has changed since their location has changed and like not necessarily in a bad way. You know what I mean? Like, Like I mark my, um, journey a bit. It, with Thunderdome just because that has been the show that's been most consistent for me as I go it's been my constant if sure. this were a science project that it would be my it would be my constant my I like, love that um whatever that is that you control. don't change my control right and so since that show has started they were like CIC it was like CIC upstairs gallery MCL was kind of this like random place which was Studio B at the time mm-hmm. Annoyance was still up north and then was closed for a while. So then there's a loss of a stage. And I only had two stages. Since then, there's three more. There's four stages at I.O. There's another stage at Annoyance. The crowd has opened. Upstairs gallery is is gone. But um, there's house shows freaking everywhere. Shithole popped up. Instead of having two shows a week, Shithole has, I think, 18 weekly um, and so there's some, no, I'm kidding. Yeah. I was um, like, they, they, I mean, they have shows all of they've the gone, time. They've gone from having two consistent shows a week to having like three, three maybe four. four. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and it's like longer too. And they, they pull like kind of a slightly different crowd than like I mean, each like theater kind of does. Yes. But then like with house shows starting, it's just like, oh my God, there are so many stages and the 1030 time slot on Wednesday was no one was in that time slot. And again, back oh. to the Kanye thing where he's like, there were no Kanye's. And now all I see is Kanye's. <laughs> it's like, it's like Carmen created this great show in this time slot and really made this like hump day time slot work. Uh-huh. And then, um, who knows? Of course, again, I draw back to myself because I, I'm myself and you know, that's, this is how I'm seeing the world. Sure. It seems like why is trigger happy on this time slot? Uh, they take so many good people. Like there's the, the so cage matches funny. on Wednesday at the same time slot. So it takes away indie teams. It's like, Oh my God. And so, and that's almost three similar, like, yes. I'm like, I Oh didn't Christ. Even think about that. Wow. And so it's like, I, I wish I had more time again to be like searching for talent constantly mm-hmm. to be putting the best talent up. And, it's like the best talent is so um is like kind of introspective almost and they and don't reach out like if you see something yeah i felt 
uh, I like um I wish I felt comfortable whenever I was like why is why are they on stage when I feel like I really want to be on stage you too wish or like I want to be playing next to them like then you should then, be yeah and I felt like comfortable doing that uh I guess yeah no I think that's I think that's a valid point of uh and I feel like that's something that I've been talking about and thinking about a lot recently with the big conversation um, of like women in comedy and specifically in this yeah. Chicago community. Um, again, for the uh, uninf- uninformed is not the right word, but like people outside of the comedy community, I right. feel like it's even starting to um, take hold some in some places where that is uh considered i feel like this has become such a big thing i don't know again it's all filtered through being on the inside of it uh but anyway like the what all the like controversy uh so basically it all got started because or this like bigger conversation got started because Mm -hmm. sharna halpern the one of the founders of IO, yeah, the head of IO, one of the comedy community or theaters here in Chicago, um, posted a Facebook status, which is like <laughs> every time I have to catch people up on this situation, it kills me that like this is how we talk about things now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it is, but it's also like this is the movement now. We're finally right. able to give people voice, but you right. Put- Go ahead. Um, yeah. Anyway, she she posted a Facebook status that was um, essentially she found out that there was a woman who was uh, claiming that she had been sexually harassed by someone uh, who worked at IO. And, West, I think. Oh, was it IO West? I think it was IO West, okay. and then she's like, I never heard of it. I think you're, okay, so yeah, and she was like, this didn't happen, there's no way, I know the person who was accused, like, this woman's claiming, well, part of it was that she said this woman had claimed that she'd called Sharna and Sharna offered her classes instead of actually, like, addressing the problem. And so Sharna made a large sweeping generalization that was like... Why do? Why do women lie about... Uh, accusation. I know, like you're it's so like, mad. Just I, it for makes me, me seriously so unbelievably mad because every and then all the fallout that happened. Mm-hmm. Then we, of course, people spoke up. Um, Julia Weiss is doing an improv nerd tomorrow. I really think. interesting. Is, is I don't know if she'll, she'll probably address it just because you know that's like her I, voice and stuff. And I also feel like Jimmy's gonna ask. Yes, there's no. Absolutely. That's absolutely the, thing the that's reason. Insane that he, about it that makes me really mad is that I've, for months and months and months, like. I mean, that this has all been coming out. Of course, the Cosby yeah. thing has come out, right? It's that's comedy related. That's the best selling thing came out, and yes. that makes me mad. Honestly, that makes me mad because best selling is one of the best stand up she's ever. Incredible. And, and, yes, she is. I and saw, you know what? We're always going to refer to her as the girl who who put uh, who, abuser on yes. blast. Yeah, yep. I know. That's how she really got more traction, and that makes me mad. That like now that's another reason why if you feel that like you've been harassed, it's difficult to come forward because guess what? Now you're the now that's how the filter through which I we hate see it so you. much dude i saw her record her most recent album oh, at the beat kitchen at like so much so that like you can hear me and my boyfriend laughing on the recording Amazing. because she's just so fucking good and like whenever i listen to it it just makes me so happy because her material is 
incredible. She's so controlled. And then that happened, and I was like, holy sh... I just couldn't believe it. Like, it makes me just mad that, like, we'll... Like, I mean, us talking about it in this way, of course, just reiterates that. But that that's how the filter through which we'll see that. Right. Um, And so then that happened, of course. And for months and months, I felt like every time I was with a group of all-female performers, what we would speak about was... Um, the constant harassment in yeah. the community, and like, yeah. and like how it's sideswiped, and how it because sucks to be a woman in the like community. You could talk about it anywhere else, exactly. In that environment, and it, every time it was a group of all women, that's what we'd be talking about. Do you know what the guys all talk about when it's just all guys? I don't know, but probably <laughs> stupid shit. I mean, I we talk about say, stupid shit too. But sure, I was gonna say like. They talk about they do comedy. Bits. They do they bits. do bits. Yeah. And so while we're wasting our breath, energy, time, emotion on this pressing, <laughs> obvious issue, they are creating work, right? And so then now we're farther behind again, and that makes me so unbelievably that mad. Is depressing, but I believe it to be one hundred percent true. Yes, they get to do this thing and they don't even know and then the fallout of the sharna thing and then julia making the comments and, and everyone being so excited finally it's like then the men started posting and they were posting jokes and that made me livid it's like we've had been quiet i have been quiet for three years and you can be quiet for a week <laughs> for one week while you're not involved in this conversation i have to pretend i have a dick that i'm jacking off every week at thunderdome because of the guys okay yeah. and it's not just it's everywhere like i mean when you're on stage a- and the scene is about a body part that i have never fucking had yeah um how do i feel so when you haven't been sexually harassed mm-hmm. um and you want to say something okay but it's like I don't have a dick versus you haven't been sexually harassed. Those are like two like fucked up things <laughs> to be like mad about, you know? Or, right. So, right. Oh my so it God. made me so mad that when the guys started talking and saying things, because like, I mean, I don't. Uh, it's just culture. That's part of this culture too. Is that everyone is. feels compelled Why do they have to, to? Yeah, it's a bunch of people who want to speak up, right? Yeah, but I'm quiet. I'll, um, that seems probably shocking um, that I am quiet a lot, but I am quiet a lot on a lot of issues just because I'm like, do I want to just be a part of this or not? I think you're, I was going to say, I think you're good at picking your battles and I really try to pick my battles as well. This, uh, and yeah. I just know, like, if I had said something during that, I don't have, I mean, I do this, like, this yeah. is a good platform for me because it just feels much more intimate and human to like be having this conversation with you certainly i'm you know we're recording it on a mic i'm gonna put it out so other people can listen to it but it feels so much more like satisfying than just like sitting behind a computer and like typing up a fucking essay about the things we're talking about in this conversation i absolutely absolutely agree i absolutely agree i just did not need to like i i've I said this like three or four times the week that all this really blew up because I was just really exhausted by a lot of it. Um, I just felt like it was just like one more person shitting into the same bucket. Like, yep, absolutely. <laughs> no, I think you're right. I think that it's also like, um, but I think it was also kind of like heartwarming or something too. I think that when you absolutely. go on Facebook, someone said uh, at the Curio show that I actually wasn't at, I think it was the last Curio show, that was the Tuesday. So this happened, Sharon posted it Sunday night. Mm-hmm. 
explosion happened Monday through Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, Tuesday night was um, Irene Marquette, who did amazing work for um, uh, the community for and women in the in the Chicago community. Mm-hmm. Um, so much so that yeah. it's like led to being able to do that on an even higher platform. Exactly. If I may point that out, you know uh-huh. what I mean. It it seems like she was doing so much and it was like got that experience and, uh, you know, proved what she could do and bring to projects and the community. And now she's got a higher platform, which is wonderful. Amazing. Um, I feel like that seems to be a trend. Yes, absolutely. You have to make work to work begets work. Yeah. Um, yeah, It absolutely does. Um, But she someone relayed this information to me that they said that a performer mentioned how it's weird that like it was it happened on facebook that like the yes. like but that's and then that's the only platform kind of we have clearly um sharna doesn't like listen right yeah. she said that explicitly in her in her post which is on i have screenshots of it yeah screenshots are all over it's (laughs) insane you can find them on reddit my boyfriend read them all on reddit he doesn't even have facebook and he like i talked to him about (sighs) the situation and he looked into it himself uh because he was interested and wanted to be informed and you know his mind was just as blown as anybody else's was who like witnessed it the other thing is that like uh, I I wanted to um like draw a comparison between some things that she uh said and like this particular conversation because mm-hmm. she was so explicitly saying if something happens to you come tell me right after she had just said most people no, I don't know if she said most a lot of women lie she said for every one that's true there's right. one that's a false half. so she half. literally said half of women are lying about when they're sexually harassed uh and was citing all these horrible examples of when people had come to her in the past yeah. and in such a flagrantly uh backwards way and to me it's like you're you're showing why people would never come to you about (laughs) something like this. So the flip side of that, to me, there's this, like, beautiful response to that of everything. You're saying, like, number one piece of advice, the thing that you would love for people to take out of listening to this is just ask someone, just talk to someone, just put yourself out there. And that is so counterintuitive to that old guard of, like, you know, you can totally come to me. I'm going to call you a fucking liar, though. <laughs> yes. And then Sorry, I'm like, I just had to get no, that, you're like, so right, get that though. Out. And it's like, how then do you generate, like, a, a feeling of, like, comfort and, and, and stuff? like After you've just alienated X number of people. Yeah. And it's, oh, yes. And then, like, there's a thing of, like, everyone, you have to be friends with people and mm-hmm. i think that is true that like i like working with people i like working with people like working with their friends that's mm-hmm. true mm-hmm. and it's kind of scary to try to be friends with someone because there's the risk of what if they don't like me or what if i'm coming off as too strong or what if they think i just yeah. want to work with them because i like their work which is <laughs> right. true i do just want to be friends with them because i like yeah. their work and want to work with them <laughs> but then it's like okay like how do i do this right and i don't right. want them to remember bad things about me and i'll tell you what i remember like so many bad things like so many like bad performances and stuff like that things but that you've done or that things I've that done, other people and have like done. that other Both. people have done but 
I'm moved by like, um, like good performances, I guess. I don't know how, how, how to say that. Um, what do you mean? Um, yes, I do. Like some people will, I feel like have lied and said, Oh, I don't remember the bad stuff. Uh, and it's like, but me, like if it's really bad, like I remember it, but I don't remember like people's names or faces uh, truly, I, but I have a problem with that regardless <laughs> they, that of like remembering people's names. So, um, I called you Megan Strickland. Yeah, really this, I don't so. remember. See, I already <laughs> forgot. Um, um, that's really... So it's like, yeah, but it, fortunately Chicago is truly a city of process. And um, if you do bad stuff, it's like, okay, keep working mm-hmm. and then just show us your good stuff. Mm-hmm. Man, I, I know that there are people that I saw early on in their time here and just thought, oof, you know, yeah. and then two years down the line, I've barely seen them in between. I see them again and I'm like, holy Whoa. shit, mm-hmm. like good on you. Mm-hmm. You have been honing your craft. That is such an exciting feeling. Like sometimes you just have to suck to be better. Yeah. And just keep sucking and keep sucking. And sometimes you're just going to always suck because <laughs> it's yeah. not for everyone. And you, maybe you still need to find your thing. <laughs> yeah, and part, yeah, I guess so. Like maybe you're just always going to suck, but and there's still probably a place for you in exactly. this city. And that's what, that was the next thing I was going to say. Sometimes yeah. you might still suck and it doesn't matter because there are no stakes. <laughs> yeah. No stakes, just a lot of stages. Yeah. A lot. And if you want to do something, there's a place for you, like you said. Yeah. And you just have to make peace with that being where some people are going to come to it from. Yeah. Um, what do you think is, like, your favorite thing about booking that show? Um, um, I think it's, hmm, it's really satisfying to guess at what, like right before the show starting like what i should make the running order be yeah. i like to go to the place first the i go to the same venue every week but i like to go and like feel the room and then make the running order i love and that I prob- it probably would be the same if i made it before at my house right but i just like to go you and see and sometimes people cancel on me last minute and i'm like oh, right. damn kidding me but <laughs> it, ha- I mean, it happens sure you know sure because some people are hobbyists. You, I canceled on Thunderdome once. Did you really? Well, yeah. come back. And I can't remember what the circumstance was, but it was while Carmen was still running it. And yeah. I felt really bad. And he, I think he may have asked me to do it one other time after that. But he definitely had asked me like a few times before that. Some people and get mad about it. Yeah. Well, I, that's the thing is like, I'll, they, I think I do that too. Is I'll be like, oh, like we have to get you in. Like when is your schedule right? Mm-hmm. And then people are like, it literally isn't good right now. And then I forget it's just human yes. error. It truly oh, is human so error. So true. And so if there's comes a time again when you want to do a show or something, or you need a break or something. People, yeah. I don't. I cannot say. I cannot even begin to fathom how many people I've been like. Oh, you should definitely do my podcast sometime. And then it makes nothing you feel has ever. Oh, I experience guilt where that is concerned on at least a weekly basis if not a like almost daily one like i'll look at a list of people who i've either talked to about it before or think about someone who talked to me about it so long ago and just like i'll feel guilty and sometimes i'll reach out and be like hey i'm sorry like let's do this sometimes i won't like i don't know it's just hard like 
it's just it's not my job it's a thing that i do for fun <laughs> yeah and even and yes it's just, it makes me feel really guilty and then like i felt guilty that i was like i really want to do your podcast and then never got back to you for like, a long ass time <laughs> same uh, yes the guilt exists like, on both why? sides why do we feel like that yeah <laughs> so I know. stupid it is but like at the same time i think we obsess over uh our own shit and the way oh, people yes. perceive us yeah so, you know, you going like, oh, man, I feel so guilty for never reaching back out to her. From my perspective, when you sent me the like, hey, let's do this. I was like, oh, oh hell great. yeah. Like, <laughs> exactly. It's such a relief. And then, it, so uh, what I've learned is that like there's talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and all of that doesn't matter. It's like just get in a group of your room with your friends and like actually like then make the running order right uh, oh, so like i'm thinking specifically that. of like this group that i worked with that we called the show my family and it was people from comedy studies and we put a show up at the crowd and you know we talked and talked kind of throughout the last part of the semester like what we wanted to put up at this this run we were going to have in january and honestly don't think any of that really made it into the final That's show really because funny. it was all talk and like people like building rapport and things uh -huh. and then when you get to actually making the thing that is what is actually important it's kind of goes back to that like the show's gonna happen no every week what, regardless right. of whether you're ready for it exactly and it, so you just you you can talk and you can discuss your ideas and be like i have this great idea for a video but until you literally you have to get yourself in a position like this is due in an hour mm -hmm. it's maybe not due for a week but it's like do this in an hour mm -hmm. and you would be shocked at like how much you can do in an hour deadlines are a mm -hmm. blessing <laughs> That's, so probably my favorite part of booking the show is like putting someone in the audience that i'm like oh i want to impress them or like oh. having someone in the mashup maybe this is this is just my favorite part right now as i'm thinking yeah it's like and then being like okay well i really want to make sure that i put on a good performance for them I don't want to mess up. So imagining like uh, there's a couple of times early on and even still where I just failed and I was like, that was a bad show. <laughs> I, that was bad. The, the people that were there, the, the acts just kind of fell short. I feel responsible when the acts fall short as the host. I'm yeah. like, I didn't have the energy upright or I said something that like was off color and people didn't respond well. And we lost the audience. Uh -huh. So, so, reminding myself of those feelings of like absolute failure and being like don't let that happen again like figure out what went wrong pretend there. like you're about to go on stage in 10 minutes and act like you're at the show so that's not really about booking at all but sure it is i mean i think it is <sighs> in the sense that if you're putting yourself in that situation you're still imagining what the show looks like mm -hmm. you know and that's absolutely about booking yeah um eh, it kind of is but it kind of is that was more just me saying my thing i truly think actually my my favorite part about booking is like people being very excited the people that have come to to me to get booked or or that i find they're just excited to be doing the show and it's then, wonderful to and just like that having people feel grateful and stuff because i'm equally as grateful that's i feel that way about the fishbowl Mm -hmm. um at annoyance i love that uh thank you so mm -hmm. much thank you for doing it mm -hmm. in the past i really think um if you cultivate something that you're that you're proud of and you know what it is yeah. which i think is what uh you know sight unseen exists as is mm -hmm. like a group of people who know what we are so i think that kind of helps us set the tone for the show in general and i think the people who come Especially, like, once you've been there for a whole show, I think people leave that show going, like, that 
I get what that is. You know, yes. like this is like people getting an opportunity to play uh and then also a group who just like enjoys what they're doing enough and like that's why they're here. <laughs> you know yes. what I mean? Does that make sense? Yes, it does. So I definitely feel that and it feels incredible when someone that we booked for the fishbowl or a student or anyone comes up to me after the show and is just effusive, you know? Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for having me. What a great show. Um, you know, and then I'm just like, no, thank you. Like, thank you for wanting to do this, giving us your time. Like, yep. it's so, it can be such a mutually beneficial thing. Yes. Um, I just thought of something. I do not know why I thought of this, <laughs> but, um, d- talking about like putting people up, I guess, um, uh, something I noticed, uh, Actually, no, we don't have to talk about it because I'm going back to, like, the thing that makes me really mad. <laughs> That's okay. It's totally up to you. Um, uh, we can switch gears. Um, I was The next thing I was going to ask you was, uh, like, what you thought your least favorite thing about that whole process was. Like, what's the um, most... I think it's, like, trying to... I'm really, really, really hard on myself and, like, really want high standards for like social media presence sure and um i people knowing about the show and knowing yes and it's an amazing opportunity i love the space Mm -hmm. um and i it's amazing when that house is packed it is amazing yeah um and even if it's packed because they think like someone's going to be in the audience that's (laughs) famous like (laughs) the um it's just amazing when that house is packed. And so like by having a strong social media presence that does encourage um, people to come out. Sure. So my least favorite part is probably being like freaking myself out about making this, the Facebook status and then sharing it on my personal page and tagging people in it and not having enough people for the mashup by noon. I like uh, to post it at noon so that people are on their lunch break and they're checking their phone. And gotcha. See it. Yeah. That's and literally when I try to not, this too, yes, not having people to tag in the freaking status is to do that or like not having my notes enough together (laughs) or it's like oh i was up all night writing a paper and Uh did not do this other thing yeah i think find truly finding balance between like school and this life and then like I had like break up with my boyfriend. I oh. that's other stuff. That's a, that's a, that's a different that's a different podcast too. Sure. But it's like living three different worlds, complete yeah, different I mean, worlds. I mean, and so you yeah. can only you only have time for three worlds, I think. And usually people give up themselves. And I feel like I'm too young in my c- comedy and in my life to be giving up the development of my voice time. And so that is I had really... to say goodbye to love for the time being. When then the other wow. one is comedy and then school. Wow. I can't wait to be done. That is like profound to me because it, I have also found that to just be really true. You just have to figure out what your priorities are mm-hmm. and that's where your energy is going to go. I really think you only have time for three. Yeah. Worlds. Yeah. 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 Man, that's profound. Mm-hmm. So you're saying your three worlds are school comedy self love that yeah man that and self is... includes like family my immediate family my sisters that's and my, a and really my 
That's a really, really for good me. Point. That's how that is. Sure, man, mm. that is so interesting. I really like. I think that's such good. Seriously, insight. I think that even if you think that you only have three, or if you're like, oh no, I can have more than three worlds. I don't think that. I don't think that the brain is is capable. And I think that some people's brains are only capable of having two. Mm-hmm. Um, I totally agree. And sometimes one, and then, um, and that's fine. Yeah. Um, but I really don't think that you can have sustainably more than three or they start to blend together man i i can't i can't stop thinking about this in terms of like my own life and my journey through the comedy community here and my relationships and myself and all this stuff like man it is interesting to think about that um so i really appreciate that insight um let's see we've talked a lot about the thunderdome what do you think do you think that like um, in the future, you want to continue to do stuff like this? Yes, I do. Uh, that's the other really hard part about Thunderdome is because I inherited it. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I did, I was about to maintain my tech relationship. I love doing tech stuff, and I love cool. that. Um, that's how I got involved at Annoyance as yes, well. It's I love like it. that was the first thing I did. And people, it's like you were saying, like I got to see a lot of shows. People knew who I was mm-hmm. and I got opportunities as a result of that. It's the work begates work again. Work so if you feel uncomfortable asking for things like directly, like mm-hmm. then figure out Volunteer. a way for you to get involved and, or, or like is... be like, can I organize the props for Holy Fuck or something? I don't know. Yes. Maybe, no, seriously. Like if you feel uncomfortable directly asking, yeah. then that's a, that's a way. But the other thing is, like, since I inherited this show, I wanted to make my own variety show. I, um, but I feel like I want to maintain the brand of Thunderdome. Sure. Which is kind of this narcissistic, in my perception, a narcissistic kind. Not, it's not really, because I've had it for so long at this point, it's not as jockey anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like, sports oriented. But it is still, like, a narcissistic thing. And it's kind of like this yelling thunderdome like kind of a scary place to go mm-hmm. you have to kind of have a tough skin to to put your work up there because people are, will laugh or they won't or mm. someone will laugh because it's bad sure um, sure and that's true and the mashup <laughs> is the scary some of the worst improv in the in the entire world i have done bad mashups there i mean it's early, like bad like way earlier in like the life of bad, that show i have seen bad mashups and it's like I did Scary. one good mashup while I'm in, in the times I did that show. And I still remember everyone, or at least most of the people who were in it, because I just remember going, this is better than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> if there's two people on stage for like more than 90 seconds, this unreal. This walk on central. Okay. Group scenes out See, the wazoo. I think that was the different. The one time that I felt good about a mashup set that I did at Thunderdome. Most of it was one scene and oh. everyone was in it for the whole thing. It's beautiful. It was um, it was it's basically magic. a mono scene and like everyone afterwards was like great set because it was just so and there's expectations it's so different the expectations are so low there's no it was like a family dinner like there was nothing special about it but it was just really it was solid improv and it was all of us like listening to one another and respecting one another on stage and still being having kind of like that um you know fuck all bent that uh, yeah typically does but it was just like that is i will i remember that's the first time i ever met dan bez oh my <laughs> god like, oh that guy was really fun to play with like the first time i ever had seen or met that guy he, yeah 
that and that's another thing is that what's nice about that show with Trader Todd's down the street mm-hmm. when you get a free beer there afterward is it's networking. It's a mm-hmm. lot of networking. It's really nice. And so that's another part of booking that I like. I'm like, this is someone I want to book for the mashup just because I think that they are peop- they're, they're someone that people should know. Around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's great. That's wonderful. Um, and I might not be friends with them, but I think that they would be friends with these other people. And blah, blah, blah. With great power yeah. comes great responsibility. <laughs> yeah. Um, but trying to maintain that brand when when also trying to figure out like my personal voice outside of maintaining that brand. I can't no matter how imagine. many times like Carmen or Nate says like, make it your own, make it your own. There's still like an expectation from the audience that can, sure. keeps coming sure. for it to maintain this certain kind of a thing. Yeah. And then inherent fear that if you do make it your own and veer away from what the voice of the show has been already, that yeah. audiences, you know, aren't expecting that. Maybe they don't like that as much. You yeah. have maybe you have to struggle through finding a new audience, like et cetera. That's what I feel like I'm doing right now because I started to just like not care. I did that Wednesday then, so it was Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and then Wednesday I did a Thunderdome about the um, women in the scene about Love and it. like me and like the theme was basically like please shut up. Okay, that's like and then I did a monologue that was very high powered and very high energy, and I practiced it a lot. I knew I was going to get emotional, and I still like crashed in the middle of it just like upset i was so mad and, and crying and um and it was a very special show and it was a fun show I but afterward chills. i was like done and i feel like i've been like crashed from there ever since but that's, um, that's done like, done I was, in what like, way? Done, I was like did not hang out afterwards i was just like i need to go damn home what was this oh and so since then i feel like actually that's so that, that's helped to propel the show into my own voice a little bit cool but i also did a show where um i did i didn't book anybody during christmas um because I, I was in finals for comedy yeah. studies and i just like oh shit and it caught up to me and everyone was out of town and i was like okay well i'm just gonna do a show by myself i'll do a solo show so i got on a hoverboard that i had gotten for christmas <laughs> and did a top 10 countdown of videos from 2015 the best videos of 2015 but i showed like e-bombs world videos on a projector and i showed like you know that thing of like and i was on the fucking hoverboard the whole time and and you know the video where it's like i work at burger king making tifawapas it's like making fun of people with mental disability and i said and there was like a good crowd there no no performers literally two performers the guy doing tech tom korabek and alex bloom who who was doing the tickets and the re- it was like I thought we were gonna cancel the show, but no. About thirty five people showed up. No performers, literally no performers. They knew, and I would say half of the people had been to the show before. Maybe okay, yeah. so it was all new people. Unreal. Listen, and they did not like it. And so I was like, oh, I love this video. I'm like, have like a freaking revolution beer in my hand, and I say. This is a video of my dad. I'm so proud of him. Show that video. They hate it. No reaction. It took them about four videos to learn how to even watch the show. Because they were like, are we sitting around with a group of strangers watching YouTube videos? And I was like, yes, you are. And we just kept going. I showed that video. They hated it. Arms crossed. A girl almost left because I said that my dad had mental disability. And then at the end, I was like, okay, guys, I can't believe I'm doing this. But here's the top video of 2015. Do you want to see cake farts or two girls, one cup? And they got real excited and voted for two girls one cup together a group of 35 people watched two girls one cup that no mcl i'm not kidding i had no. never seen it before in my damn life I've and never it was seen it, either. it is the most I've disgusting seen, like, thing in the bits, entire world i've seen like 
stills it, and like bits and pieces. It was actually of it. a preview. Of How it. It long? Wasn't the full is, thing. Okay, so maybe it was like that's a minute and a half. Seen. Maybe that's what and I've it seen. was horrifying. I hated it. <laughs> and I'm on the hoverboard, like going around and around and around. And the audience, damn, loves it. I was gonna I say, could not I bet they were losing their minds. It. They thought it was amazing. I was like, you. And so then I stopped it and I said, excuse me, everyone. You were a little bit pissed <laughs> off that I said my dad had mental disabilities. You were mad when in the thing where it was like, um, and then there's a, not my chin, not my problem. And then they say. Oh, I love that. that. They say the F word all the time. Yeah. And people were mad. I forgot until I revisited the that visit video. from 2004, everyone says faggot all the time. And people thought it was hilarious. What, from 2004? All the videos. Like, oh, From oh, like oh. 2003 yes. to like 2007. Yes. Yes. Um, even a little bit into the Obama administration, people loved yucky language, and mm-hmm. they said "gay" all the time and and retard and fucking and friends like, all the time. Friends, uh, you know the most popular shows of that time casually used the language. Absolutely. Like that. And Always so in 2015, got jokes from that. We do not like that, but what we do like is watching porn in group settings. <laughs> And I was like, this is unreal. And then afterward, they, they demanded that we watch Cake Farts together as well. I couldn't fucking believe it. Fart. It was a 45-minute show about um, us watching YouTube videos together. And then the and then there's, like, a group of doctors there. They were in med school. And someone's sister was in town from India. Okay? And he came up afterwards i wasn't there i like hit in the booth because i was like i don't know if this is good or i not. can't believe and I then i cannot imagine what he, was good because i'm people sure hung out for a while afterwards sh- they loved i'm sure Seriously. you did that whole show just like running on adrenaline yeah and on a hoverboard and it was <laughs> it just was so weird I, and then i f- had forgotten that i was going to show them this at the end because i didn't have an end to the show and so i was like well i guess i'll do it and people like hung like the college kids hung out and like did the hoverboard for a long ass time only one complaint happened and he said my sister wasn't is in town from india i can't believe you you showed me that show and they they said do you want your three dollars back and he said no (laughs) and so it was fine oh so that like real i did that show and i was like that was completely like my i had no idea what i was doing but if felt good to me by myself oh when i was my writing God. it and then that, i feel like the show has changed a little bit since then so in the new year that is it's so gotten a little bit more interesting i'm so glad me. you told that story that is fascinating isn't that interesting yes like losing an audience gaining them back like the whole you know they were so it's like, maybe one of my favorite things that i maybe I, I will ever do that is so and like you can never really recreate it in that same way no. ever oh my god God, that is fascinating. Like, I would have no fucking clue what to do if I was in your situation. None. What do you do? I was so nervous. I can't believe yeah. you did that. And then it got good. And then I was like, what the hell was that? Uh- <laughs> it was fun. Um, so anyway, so. That's amazing. Yeah. And like, you know, in the most extreme example of making the show your own, of course, since then, you've been able to kind of like do make more subtle choices. <laughs> Yeah, and I again, I don't know if I would have done made those exact choices if it weren't for the original voice of the show, which was sure. kind of like fuck everything a little bit. Cool. Um, yeah. Is there anything else uh, that I haven't addressed in a question that you feel like you would want to be talking about but haven't? Um, I think it's really important if you see. I was always afraid of asking to do shows, as I've said so many times, but also, like, telling people when I thought the shows were good, yes. especially women. I was very intimidated by, like, Superhuman and um, Irene and um, 
and virgin daiquiris and j- these women who I thought were so cool or even um so you know just women I, who i thought were cool even totally. if they just had did a little part in harold show and i was afraid of them to tell them that they did a great job um yeah and yeah. Uh, men i didn't have as much of a problem with who knows why that's internal but um i think if we keep putting people the women up mm-hmm. then that's great like yeah. i think that there's a lot of like the creepy guys i think um put the other creepy guys up up and they stick together and they protect each other and that's why there's a lot of them are still around and i think that's why we name you know theaters after them <laughs> and um it's because their friends stick up for each other and they stick together opposed to doing like a, you know 17 um three person female groups mm-hmm. um what if we had whatever half of 17 is <laughs> you know six person female groups are sticking together it's oh, like kind of this like clickiness sure. and stuff like that and it's yeah. really really Not really really scary to try to be friends with people um but and to put yourself out there and i really don't have advice for that at all except but to if give you it see shot. if you see something that you like or if there's a woman that you want to work with and you're also a woman or if you're a guy like ask you know mm, totally and i think I, using i like to use language as communication mm-hmm. um and so just like say would you want if you're a guy you're like if you want to work together i'm not trying to ask you that um or yeah something, you i know? do think that that just being straightforward yeah being more straightforward and honest about things like that uh is helpful um just like calling stuff like that out like no mm-hmm. you know it, it i feel like if you hear the words you know like you know no ulterior motive like just such a good show i mean that mm-hmm. like, you know like i feel like some a lot of people myself included certainly feel like they have to qualify things like mm-hmm. that like oh my god such an amazing show i mean it like you yes. feel like because you don't yes. want it to be read as just like a courtesy um and you know i i try like I feel like I'm effusive when I like something, you know, I really try to be like, that was awesome. Or like follow up later the next time I send them a message or in document and documenting it online. It's pretty, we've made it pretty clear that the, basically the only place that (laughs) like that women and people of color are kind of really heard is on social media and, um, people then end up getting behind um these minority groups mm-hmm. via this in that way. this outlet yeah. so make it known online you know post a picture of mm-hmm. a of a shibi show or um you know just or show up to those yeah. i mean yeah yes. showing up is fine but i think also like documenting it online is an amazing totally amazing agree i totally agree up. and like there's just so many things that deserve that kind of yes. attention and support mm-hmm. that don't necessarily get it mm-hmm. um I love that. I think that's wonderful. Um, I guess I'll ask. I guess I'll ask my last question, which is: I know we've been talking about this a lot, but how do you feel like your love of booking um, shows and your interest in it and your experience in it has affected you creatively and your life in general? Uh, if you can summarize that into bite-sized chunks. It's um, made me, like, more confident to ask to do things. Um, And it's made me think a little bit more about, like, producing and stuff. 
Um, and it's also made me realize how many jobs there actually are in entertainment because cool. I'm doing everything for this show. And I'm yeah. like, I actually need someone to be booking. I need so to be producing. True. I can't, I shouldn't be doing the mashup and I shouldn't be performing when I'm also producing the show and hosting the show and sometimes doing lights and sometimes doing the tickets. And there's kind of, I kind of need someone to take the talent and tell them what the hell to be doing. Yes. Um, there's like, um, probably literally for this stupid little show there's probably six positions i have every week that i need someone to be doing yeah and so i have tom and i have alex and i love them very much and then like nate diggin will help and a lot of people will help but um yeah it's like made me feel like yes i'm in the right place and awesome and there's so much to be doing yeah yeah um wonderful answer yeah. How about you? You got anything coming up? Uh, Show-wise or just like in general? Yeah, in um, general in life and show. Well, I have a couple of good answers to this that I haven't talked too much about on the podcast. And it's really sweet of you to ask. <laughs> um, I'm going to pitch a show to Annoyance when they open yes. submissions, which I've never done before. Um, and I'm really excited about that because I really like the idea I have and I'm very excited to work with the people that I have in mind. I really hope that everyone I have in mind can do it, but I also know there are a bunch of people on the like fringe of it that I think I could go to instead that I'm also really excited about working with because it's just like, there are just so many good people that I know in this city. Like I couldn't, if I really want to like put together something that I'm proud of uh that is like you know going back to that my voice thing I really like can't wait to work on something with this group of people and it's definitely been a culmination of me not wanting to wait anymore to be asked like I'm definitely like I have the makings of an outline. <laughs> like I have all these notes. She's like all of these are from this particular idea, Amazing. and uh, I have like typed up stuff. And I don't know what the pitch submission form looks like yet, mm-hmm. or like what the, exactly they want from me. So I'm really excited to um, submissions open. They will have already opened when I post this. So if you're listening to this and um you don't want to ask you know yeah that's i feel like i post we i pitched a show and they asked me questions more about it and then we kind of figured it out together yeah and like i'm i feel like i love annoyance i know at least the like like the the grain of what i want the show to be in a way that i would be really excited to talk to someone there about like this is what i want the show to be um and uh so i'm very excited about that and uh, I am um, looking at my first potential apartment mm. tomorrow to move in with my significant other. Oh my God. <laughs> wow, have you heard that, guys? It's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. I've never done that before. Uh, never even come close to it. So that is oh uh, my God. exciting and scary. I like when I'm moving with people immediately. Really? Yes. <laughs> That's yes, so yes, funny. Yes. That's so funny. I mean, it's... I feel a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but it is scary and good. And, like, apartment hunting is kind of crazy. And Yeah. Like, we're, we're like, six weeks <laughs> away. So we can finally kind of start looking. 
Um, and I just want it to be so perfect, but what if it's not? I know, I know, I know. And I feel like I'm like in our yin and yang. I'm probably the chiller, uh, not probably, I am the (laughs) chiller side of it. So he's super freaking out um, because he's just the kind of person who thinks that everything's going to go wrong because his experience has just taught them that, taught him that. Yeah. And I'm the kind of person who's like, it'll be fine. It'll all work out. Like, how long are you going to wait to buy a couch? Yeah. Um, that'll probably be one of the first things that we do because we don't have any living room furniture really. We have bookshelves and beds Mm -hmm. and kitchen stuff, but we living room is like going to be woof. So we got to get a couch in there. (laughs) Yes. That's how you know it's official. Everything else is probably going to come gradually. Um, but that is my answer to your question. I'm going to pitch a show soon. Okay. And, um, move. and I'm going to move in with oh. my student if another. And he's probably going to help me write the show. Oh, my it's God. It's probably really a dangerous and terrible. A lot of things happening. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, decorating an apartment. That's creative. I'm writing a about show. That. Yeah. That's creative. We're going to have he. This was his idea, but I'm very grateful for it because it's something that I probably wouldn't a lot myself uh-huh. but he was like we should get a two-bedroom and have one bedroom that's an office and i'm like are you sure that feels very fancy like it does I, feel like, fancy i'm like that's gonna be more expensive but i know he's right like i know because he wants to be a writer and he's gonna be writing mm-hmm. a lot and i want to be a professional performer yeah and i'm gonna be working on that a lot he's right like we need a space like that and it's something i wouldn't do for myself uh, absolutely like i thought about that like specifically with um my most recent relationship i'm like we would have to have a couple rooms to fucking chill out away from each other yeah it's not a bad idea i mean yeah i mean treat yourself to a damn two bedroom (laughs) thank you i think we i think we're both in a place where we can do that it's not Mm -hmm. like we're like scraping together rent and if you can do it do it i think we'll be fine um so that's where i'm coming from so sweet of you to ask totally off topic um, but kind of not because part of it was about pitching my own show and taking that into mm-hmm. my own account. Thank you so much for doing this, Megan. Thank you so much. I'm so glad that it finally worked out. Me too. I love that we have this whole like snowballing effect into what yeah. this became because I think this was a really satisfying conversation, at least for me. Oh yeah. I had a great time. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. I love you. And I mean that. Great. I love you too, man. This has been a Nerdalogs production. For more on the Nerdalogs and our shows, please go to www.nerdalogs.com. Thank you all. Thank you all. I am Grabbot23548X.